Welcome one, welcome all, welcome everyone, and welcome into the Young Dad Podcast. I'm your host, Jay, and with me, as per usual, is a man who knows why he's here, and he is always down to spin me around. It's Aaron, everyone. Give it up for him. Thank you. Thank you. Aaron, how the heck are you today, my man? I am doing great. It's another day above ground, so... You know, I'm, I got nothing to complain about. Hashtag blessed. That's good to hear, man. Anything you want to say to the people today? Let's get it going, man. We're back in the saddle. We, we are, are back in the saddle. Back in the saddle today. Isn't that an Aerosmith song? Something like that. Something like that. Anyways, today on the show, for all you listeners out there, we are going to be continuing our discussion on children's culture as we talk about some of the everyday issues our children are facing So you know what to do right now. You need to pull up a chair, grab your juice box, grab a snack, and let's talk. You know why you're here. I know why I'm here. We know why our live studio audience is here, and we love them. They are the absolute best in the business. And before we get into it today, let's take a moment and thank our audience for over 10,000 downloads, listens on this podcast, along with, uh, let's see, close to 500 five-star reviews on Spotify and over 100 five-star reviews on Apple. So let's just take a moment and say thank you to our amazing audience for all of it. Super grateful for you guys. You guys are the reason, man. Without you... you We have no purpose. Zero whatsoever. All right, Matt, I got it. Let's jump in feet first into the deep end, head first, arm first, whatever. Why is there so much pressure put on our kids in school today? Uh, You know, it's like we said last episode, you know, it's just a lot of, you know, high expectations and, you know, with, with the times that we're living through now, you know, things are changing at a very rapid rate and, you know, children's culture, children's, you know, our, our expectation of children is just so high. And it it's sad and it's a good thing at the same time, though. I mean, they're just, they're held at such a high standard. It's, it's hard to be a kid. Dude, it's stupid hard to be a kid because there's so many things. Let's look at one here. The stress to pass classes. That one is at the forefront. I mean, even at kindergarten, there's an expectation to pass and do homework and meet these standards and goals. It's like they're five. Like, come on. Yeah, no, the the curriculum nowadays, uh, by the way, my daughter's in the first grade. (laughs) I, I definitely feel like it's not the first grade I went through. That's for sure. Yeah, dude. The kindergarten, yes. First grade, not there yet, but like I don't remember doing um AR testing in kindergarten. I don't remember doing AR testing until like third, fourth grade. And AR testing is like when you read a book and then you take like a little quiz on the computer and you earn points and stuff. Like that was that was awesome back in the day. That was so much fun. Like third, fourth, fifth grade. Like I killed it at my school. I had all the little dog tags and everything it was the best 
But now in kindergarten, I don't remember being <laughs> that that young. Yeah, dude. No, it's it's. I'm not sure if it's particularly a bad thing. I think it's a good thing, you know, to make our kids strive for more. But you know, with that bigger workload, we are introducing a bigger stress to the kids. And you know, it's like, how can you find time to be a kid and just have fun when you're too busy focused on, you know, trying to make good marks or trying to make the next level of reading or math or whatever, you know, it's, I get it. You know, we have to push our kids harder, but to an extent. Yeah, definitely to an extent, man. Cause that with that, there comes this expectation and then this fear of failing to keep up with, with the learning. Like they're afraid to fall behind because they just feel like once they fall behind that they're not going to catch up. Like, if it's not done and they don't stay ahead of it and they don't stay with it, they probably hear it at school all the time to where, you know, if you miss this much, you're going to fall behind. It's going to be really hard for you to make it up. I don't remember how many times I heard that growing up in school. Yeah, no, I mean, and that's the thing. I, I think it's it's something that's needed, but this early, I'm not sure, you know, um, I'm not sure my my first grader should be worried about, you know, the test that she has coming up and and be, you know, devilishly afraid of it. <laughs> it it's it's crazy. Yeah, man, cuz like why are we making kids afraid of failure so early? Like, yes, failure failure should be something you're afraid of to an extent, but it really should be something that you embrace. Because without failure, you don't learn. Like you, like your kids have to be okay to fail. Like it's okay if they fail a test. It's okay if they don't do everything perfect. You know, who cares if they bring home if they're in elementary school, middle school, and even high school nowadays? Really, to a certain extent, you know, who cares if they bring home a a minus or a a B plus? You know. They still tried really freaking hard. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely a proponent for, you know, grades not not that they don't matter, but you shouldn't base your life or, or how you treat def- your kid around. Define, yeah, they shouldn't be the definition. Yeah. You know, like and I struggled with that as a kid. Like I would bring home like average remarks like C's. You know, sometimes slack off once I got older, like D's, F's, but it's just because I, I didn't like the stress of it all and like with the subjects that I didn't want to learn about, I just, I could never get into it, you know? And so I was always doing bad in school. And then once I got to like high school, I was able to meet some great teachers, you know, and, and they really helped me shift my focus and, and learn that, you know, um, school, school is important. You know, you have to go through it. It's something that sucks, but you have to go through it. Um, also coaches, coaches encouraging 100%. classroom that's huge i mean that's yeah, i can i can't yeah. express to you how much that changed my life oh 100 and it's really weird that you talk about you know bringing home like average below average remarks because for me that personally for me i'm not trying to brag here or anything but i always brought home like above average grades like i always brought home b's and a's like high school i was a 4.0 student you know, before that, it was always a satisfactory pass, 
you know, positive remarks, 100%, 90%, 85% plus. There was always those high grades, like for myself, to the point where I only got those good grades because school was so freaking easy. Like the work was easy. The work wasn't challenging. And it was to the point where it's like, I knew if I just did it and got it done and out of the way, I would have all this time back to me to like play and do whatever I wanted, you know? And that's even how it is now. Like with my, with my daughter, my one that's in kindergarten, she just knocks out her homework an hour on Mondays, her little packet hour on Mondays, doesn't think about it for the rest of the week, you know? And it's yeah. like, you did it already. She's like, yeah, I'm done to the point where it's like, she has like little workbooks that she do does for like kindergarten. And then, whatnot those workbooks are done in like a week or two and it's like time for the next one to the point where it's like now it's like okay i'm done getting you kindergarten workbooks we're getting you first grade workbooks because maybe that will be a little bit more challenging to you maybe that'll be a little bit harder maybe i can push you at home not a lot but a little bit to where it's a little bit of a challenge for you to where it takes fills up some of that time for you yeah definitely and and you know it's like uh, I found so my turning point was around like freshman sophomore year. That's when I really like picked up the ball, and like you said, you know, started bringing home better remarks. And you know, I just found that you know sticking to a schedule, you know, um, those those really good teachers and and mentors that I had going throughout that time in my life really helped me set up these these core values that help me succeed help, like self-govern you know so my parents didn't really have to worry about me anymore and it it, it feels good dude when you're uh, a teenager like that you know even transitioning into a young adult once you get into college it feels good to have a routine to stick to it to you know set your goals to but you know is it a good thing to be putting on my first grader um, you know I'm not sure it is you know, because that's what comes with such a high workload is them having to manage stress. And it's like, they're still trying to figure everything out. So I'm, I'm like, I'm really against it in elementary school. I don't think there should be standardized testing. No, I don't think standardized testing should be part of it. And I also agree with what you said there. Like when I got older, especially when I moved in with my dad and with my dad for the back you know, three-fourths of high school and whatnot. I had, like, so much more autonomy to, like, do me and be me. Because all he said was, as long as you pass your classes and you communicate with me where you're going to be and you're safe and stay out of trouble and you go to practice and you attend all your extracurricular activities that you agree to, we're not going to have no problems. And so I did. I got my grades, attended practice, never missed a practice, never missed school, never made BS excuses, none of that. You know, I had the autonomy. That's what I try to, you know, get back to my my kids. As kids now, it's like, okay, I'm going to give it to you. You know you need to do it. This is your general expectation. And it's hard because it's like I don't necessarily agree with homework at kindergarten. Yeah, dude, I, I don't agree or with in it elementary, in, in elementary, elementary school, school at all. Like, Yeah, no, I agree. On top of that, I mean, once you get into middle school and high school, bullying, it's a thing. But, you know, in elementary school, it's the worst for sure. Like oh, young kids, young kids are the meanest. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. like when we were setting up for the podcast, oh. <laughs> I, I made a little Great. comment to my daughter. 
I said, oh, you have a, you have, you're getting a big tummy. You got to cut it out. And she goes, well, you have a bigger one. And she's like, snap right died, back at me. Like, oh. I died. I forgot. I forgot. You know, these guys have no filter. Zero filter. And it's, we talked about it, you know, a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about this, like body issues, self-love, accepting yourself, like kids understand, like what they're doing they understand their bodies they understand what they're wearing you know it's no secret to them and so it's crazy um yeah man i mean but you know it's like just that instance alone like me throwing a jab at her her being able to catch it and throw a jab back that's that's like in my mind that's what you need to be teaching your kid is like how to because that's a part of social life you know what mm-hmm. I mean? You have to be able to take jokes or take uh, criticism, take whatever, and be able to use it. You know what I mean? And in that situation, it's lighthearted. But, you know, what if it's a kid that's bullying them? If your kid already understands, okay, if this kid's coming to school and bullying me, taking time out of their day to do negative things to me, you know, if they can articulate and understand, oh, it's because they're going through something or something's going wrong with their their life outside of this. Things would be so much better, dude. Like you're like, you would make a big difference in your community. Just like having three, four, five kids in a classroom like that. Yeah, just kids who are empathetic and compassionate and don't want to just throw it right back because their feelings are hurt, but they're they're empathetic to the point where it's like, okay, I know it's not personal. I'm not gonna take it personal. I'm not gonna cry about it. Yeah, it sucks. It's not nice, but you have more going on in your life than I have going on in my life. And even for adults or parents, that's super hard as we get older. It's not as hard for men because that's just how men talk to each other. You know, we talk to each other in a way it's like, we know when it's meant to be a jab and an attack to a point where it's not, Oh, 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 you're so funny, dude. Here, it's right back to you. Like as dudes, we know that it's very more, it's much more common for women because it doesn't come across that way to where it's more, What'd you say, Becky? Oh my gosh, you S U L T. Get out. <laughs> you yeah, know, no, it's, it's it's like it, it's you know, I think it's a basic life skill. And honestly, it I really wish they would make more of an emphasis on things like that in elementary school. I mean, obviously, you know, we need to learn our basic arithmetic, but you know, it it should be a time where we're teaching our young children what it's like to be in a social environment, what it's mm-hmm. like to, you know, things that are going to help them grow. And then later on in middle school, high school, then you get into, you know, more uh, diverse ideas, you know, if if you want to discuss different things. But, you know, how can you, it, it's just like building a house. How can you build a strong house with a weak foundation? You can't. You can't. No, you can't. I mean, that's even biblical, you know. You can't. Can't do it. You can't build a house on the sand. You have to build your house on a rock on a strong foundation. And, you know, confronting bullies it looks so many different ways, you know. In elementary school, we definitely want to, you know, make sure our kids are tough to the point where if they, if something physical is happening to them, they know if it happens to them first they can retaliate appropriately, at least for me, I I believe that. But, you know, to where they can calmly have that conversation and be like, yo, man, look, or whoever, I get it. You're upset about something. I don't know what I did to you, but let's let's stop this. Let's This isn't cool. 
stop talking to me like that and just to stand up for themselves and to confront the situation and to put a stop to it because teachers won't always get involved unless, you know, we t- talked about this last week with Jason. Uh, shout out to Save His Family on the Block. But, you know, it's to the point where if, if it's happened to your kid repeatedly and your kid's trying their part at school and it's still happening, there's a part where you, the parent, have to become a major, as he said, pain in the ass to the school saying, hey, what the heck's going on here? Why isn't little Tommy, why doesn't he stop bothering my little Sally? You know, this needs to stop. And the one thing, especially when it's boys, boy to a girl, the one thing that drives me crazy that all parents of boys need to to fix and snub for the rest of time is, oh, it's just because he's a boy. Oh, that's what boys do toward girls and that behavior, especially like us having girls and uh, that are growing up because it's not appropriate behavior and it should not be justified by a teacher or anyone within a school to say, Hey, look, you know, he's, he's just doing that because he's a boy. You know, that's just what boys do. It's like, no, <laughs> like that's, that boy is getting away with, you know, harassing my daughter for whatever reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, Lillian, <laughs> my my daughter's um, the biggest in her class. <laughs> so, I mean, it, she's the kind giant, you know, so she doesn't, I, I haven't had to deal with that yet. Um, there has been, you know, little boys that come and, you know, pick on her and nitpick with her. But, you know, I've, I've taught her to, you know, just never mind it. You know, they're just being boys, that, that kind of stuff. Yes. But when it comes to harassment, like, physically like pushing a kid or like you know like just making fun of them or like constantly picking on them just because you don't like them like that that's a sign that you know there's a something within them that they're not comfortable with you know that yeah, they can, no, they agreed. can be vulnerable to yeah no agree because you know like you said there are there's a certain line to where that's a boy behavior to where it's like a little bit more physical compared to a girl where it's not going to be as physical. Uh, But there's certain things that could be said like hair pulling and, you know, touching and things like that, that are, you know, shouldn't be justified, you know, when it crosses that gender and it goes both ways. It goes boys to girls, girls to boys. It's the same way either way, but like, you know, like you just said, you know, it's something in that kid that we have to teach our kid to recognize like look it's you you don't take that out on me don't direct it to me and as our kids get older we have to teach them to say hey look i don't know why you're you're taking this out on me i'm sorry for whatever you're going through in your life if you need to talk to someone you know i really trust mrs so and so I think she would be someone great you can talk to, or Mister So and So would be really is a great listener. I think you could talk to them about what's going on, um, kind of thing. Just teaching our kids to redirect it. I think redirection is so important. You got to re teach our kids how to redirect it back to that person, and then also offer a way for them to to help and be kind. You know, to go above and beyond, which isn't really that above and beyond. It's pretty basic and just being a nice person a good human you know one one thing um i will say though as much as i and you and i encourage um 
like you said, you know, for it to be peaceful and then to, to be able to talk it out. My kids for sure have the green light, you know, to protect themselves. 100%. And like, you know, this, um, I, very soon I'm going to have my daughter start her first MMA classes. We're going to go into a Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And so a hundred percent going to have the green light to, to use those techniques to defend herself. But you know, it, it's a big, big, big point to make that it's up to me to explain to her and to really ingrain it in her brain that that doesn't come out until it's the last option. Like it's, it's, it's not something that's going to be plan A ever or plan B. Exactly. No, I agree. And that, that's always going to be back there. It needs to be in the back pocket. It needs to be in the bag of tricks. But first is going to be to, you know, try to redirect it, you know, try to help them help themselves in another way. Um, Because like you're saying, it's not, it's not them. It's something influencing them, you know, and that's, and the kids are so young they're so vulnerable. They're so confused. They're going through so much that they don't understand at any given time. Like I taught, you know, at this um, church program that, you know, I take my oldest daughter to, I worked with the third through sixth graders. And a few months ago I wrote about, I talked about divorce and it was insane. Just how aware third through sixth graders were of like their feelings about divorce, other feelings about divorce, how they wanted to help their friends who were going through it. Like some of the questions were like, you know, what can I do to help or, and it just kept coming back to, you know, just be there, be supportive, care, and don't don't overstep, you know, offer your support, offer to help them, offer to talk, different things like that. It was it was really cool. But kids are kids are aware, they're smart. Our kids are a lot smarter than we give them credit for on any given day. Yeah, man. And and you know, when when you encourage an environment like that. It's a lot easier for a kid to break down a wall and to make a friend out of that enemy, you know, that that would have been, you know, their their lifelong elementary school bully. You know, it's it's a way that we can make these these small little changes that affect, you know, in the long run a lot, you know, 100 percent. Like I like looking back, like thinking about it right now in this moment, like. I wish I would have known or been taught this skill growing up to where I could have said something to my elementary school bully, who was my bully for years. Um, I just hated the dude like for a long time until like, I realized, you know, he had a lot going on. Like his house was a, his home life was a mess. Like looking back, like he had a lot going on and he was just a product of his environment. His environment was chaotic. It wasn't supportive. It was inconsistent. It was really hard. Like his front yard was a mess. His house was like the worst one on the block. Like, you know, he just had a lot going on. I get home. Like it was, it was bad. He didn't have many friends and, you know, I wish I would have been able to say, Hey, you know, even like whatever that would have came out when I was like a little kid, but like, look, it's not, it's not me that you're upset at. I get it. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to take this anymore. But can I help you? Can I talk to you? Can I be there for you? Can I be a friend? And that's that's what it turns into. It can turn into a lifelong friend 
because you took the time to stop and listen and to take them to, you know, your, your coach that you mentioned earlier, you know, that really good coach that you have saying, Hey, look, you know, Johnny's struggling. I really trust you. You've been there for me. You've talked to me. Can you talk to, to Johnny? Can you talk to Justin and, you know, pull them and talk to them? Cause I, I think they really need it. And that's another thing that we can teach our kids to do on the back end. You know, when they go in, not tattle, but when they report bullying, they say, hey, you know, Mrs. Smith, so-and-so has been saying some really mean, hurtful things to me. I'm not upset and hurt by it. They're hurtful, but I'm not hurt by them. I think they just have a lot going on at home. Can one of the teachers, like maybe this one or this one, go and talk to them? You know, try to get that intervention because that intervention is so important for kids because kids in that situation that are the bullies, their families, they're not going to ask for that intervention because they've likely probably already given up, which is awful. But true, it happens to the point where they just need to kind of have someone ask for them. And then hopefully that teacher listens to our children who are coming out of a place of sincerity and empathy and compassion and they're like the teachers listening be like yeah no yeah let me let me help or the coach or whoever there's some teachers they're not so good they probably won't care they probably won't do anything however i do believe there's more good teachers than bad teachers because teaching is a career you have to be passionate about and care about that's why I Dude, didn't let me <laughs> didn't do it. Let me let me also shed light on something. The way if we if we keep things the way they are and the way they've always been, it all of this compounds, right? So if you're not having a, a great family life at home, you go to school, you pick on kids, uh, you know, little Johnny goes and tells the teacher that you're picking on him. That teacher doesn't care. That compounds more. And then eventually, you know, the good kid that was trying to make a difference, doesn't have any support, doesn't have any backup. His parents can't do anything about it. So now he falls into the peer pressure and ends up joining their bad group. You know what I mean? Trying to trying to fit in with those those bad people. Yeah, man, it snowballs. Ends up, you know what I'm talking about? It, it's, it's a compound snowballs. thing. You know, yeah, it's, like... it's, and it's something to be said about the adults too. Like oh, 100%. The, 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 the teachers who don't care and don't, like aren't in the field for what they're doing and more for the job security and career. Like, right. Like they're not really in it for the money. Yeah. It, cause uh-huh. you don't make great money. You know, it's, it's more job security. You get the summertime off, you get the wintertime off. That's the big pluses of that job. You get the benefits, but, stuff like you know, that. If you're not, if you're not looking at, Oh, I'm impacting the lives of the next generation. If you're not looking at it that way, you're you're doing a big disservice to everyone. Like no, you've I... gotta you've gotta go in every day, looking not to not you know not sound like an inspirational you know movie whatever. But you're you're not not you're doing not, anyone any favors. Yeah, you're not helping at all if you don't go into make a difference every no. single day that you're at school, even if it's not in your classroom. You know what I'm talking about? Like you can, you can be that teacher that everyone goes to. Because we had multiple of those at the high school where I went to. It's mm-hmm. just like these beacons of just knowledge and and 
you know, willingness to, to give themselves up for the, for children, you know, like just pour into them. And it's like, we need more of that in our, our communities. Agreed. I couldn't agree more. And it's, it's crazy to think about because there's, there's some teachers on TikTok that I follow. I love teacher TikTok. I think teacher TikTok is great. There's some that are really funny. There's some that aren't funny. There's some that are just kind of all over the place. But there's this one teacher. I don't remember his name off the top of my head. But he just shows like real life examples of kids. And he notices kids. He pays attention to his kids to the point where it's like, you know, a kid taking an extra snack or two and putting it in their backpack. And then he says, hey, I noticed you're taking some extra snacks home. Is that, or putting them in your backpack. Is everything okay? And the kid says, yeah, I'm just, you know, trying to grab a couple extra snacks for my brother at home. You know, we don't have a lot of food right now. Um, and he's like, okay, you know, let me work with the lunch lady and, you know, the lunch staff to, you know, try to see if we can get you a couple, a little bit of extra food to send home, you know, for the next few days to help. Um, or it's like, hey, you know, there was some some shoes that were, just super worn out from a kid and it's like they were worn out at the beginning of the school year and they're just more worn now and same shoes, same stuff, you know, same examples like that. that are just real life that he's always paying attention to those small minute details. And there's, there's teachers out there who are like that. There's so many of them. I believe there's more of those like that than there aren't. And we just have to teach our kids who are fortunate to not be in that situation to also recognize those kids and to recognize the kids who are bullies, but also struggling that maybe, you know, starting to snowball, whether they had a slip in confidence because they were getting bullied because they're getting their shoes compared or their clothes compared for other kids for whatever reason. And then the peer pressure comes in and they indulge in, you know, the bad group and they go down the, the path that just leads them to, to no good, whatever. Also, this this brings us to another point. Um, don't be afraid to let your kid be uh, the one without the the hippest clothing or you know the newest shoes or in the the newest style. Um, it's not a competition. It's not. You know, you're 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 doing yourself a disservice trying to keep up with with other families and other kids. Like you're you're only making your child worse. Like if, oh. if you're having to sacrifice out of your budget for something else just to try and get your kid looking good, like, and don't get me wrong. I, I fully encourage if you can, if you can afford it, do it. But do if it not, means, 100%. don't worry about it. It's not a huge deal. Like you're, there's so many different things that your child, you, you know, you can encourage them about than just the way, you know, the clothes that they wear or you know, the style that they have, like you can, you can encourage them to be themselves through anything. 100%. And you can, I think what matters most for parents, the average parent is that you skin, you send your school, your kid to school with clean clothes, clean shoes and a smile on their face and just a happy kid. 1000%. That's, that's filled 1, with empathy, that's compassionate, that's caring and looks out for others and cares more about others than themselves. You know, I think those are the things that matter. As long as your kid's happy and is excited to go to school and is happy with the clothes that they have and they're, they have gratitude, they have a basic sense of gratitude because of you instilling that in them. They're just grateful that 
you love them, that they're loved, that they're cared about, that they get to go to school, see their friends, have fun, do whatever it is, learn. They're excited about learning. All these things, you know, that's that's so much more than any school staff member will ever ask for. Because school staff yeah. care about clothes. Send, and it goes back to what we said before. Send a good person to school. You know, worry about that. Don't worry about sending the coolest kid to school. Don't worry about sending, you know, the, don't worry about the image that you're, you're putting your kid, you know, don't worry about yeah. that. Send in a good kid. Yeah. Because all you're doing as a parent at that point, when you're just going out of your way to, to make them look good, best dressed, best clothes, best brands, whatever, all you're doing is creating a entitled um, all you're doing really in reality, and this is going to sound hard for some parents who are listening to this possibly, and I don't love saying this, but you're creating an entitled narcissist of yeah. a child. No, for sure. And, you know, it's it's so – That you're not dealing with. That's like 70 to 80% of all the kids that go to my daughter's school. And and mind you, like I'm, I am not bragging. I am so grateful. But – my myself and my wife put together like I'm pretty sure in this area that we're in we're way better well off than than the rest of these people in this area. Oh yeah, you guys do very well but for yourself. You but you would never time, know like, it. You no. would never know it by my the way my kids dress. No, because like, you guys what you guys do is you like yes, you guys have the money. If you really wanted to, you could. Yeah. But the thing is, you don't. You let them wear what they want to wear, or at least for your oldest, you let her wear what she wants to wear, what she's comfortable in, what she's confident yeah. in. And then, you know, those clothes are probably way cheaper because they're not name Dude, brand. They're not when, off the rack at Nike. But you can use that money. For, you can use that money we, in other places. Yeah, dude. When we go shopping for school. My daughter's picking a shirt that has a cat on it because it has a cat on it, not because it's a Nike shirt or it's, yeah. Like, you know, my daughter's still a kid. She's like, not yeah. worried about like she hasn't been exposed to that yet. And and I think that's how all kids should be. Like what I hate that I don't see kids running around with like Spider-Man shirts or like you know what I mean, like the cheesy yeah, corny like, like stupid yeah. t-shirts, green tees. Like, I remember that was me and all of my buddies during school. And it was like, Same. you know, everybody would rag on you and, and, you know, give you crap about it. But you like it. You know what I mean? That's, dude, my that's freaking WWE shirt with John Cena is freaking tight, dude. Exactly. Get and then you, here. you find your tribe. You know what I mean? That, you find, you find your people. You find your, you find yeah. your friends. You find your real friends. Um, but no, like, no, my daughter's the same way. She's like, oh, I want to wear a Pikachu shirt, you know? Yeah, dude. It's like, like oh, wear your Pikachu shirt, kid. Where, where I see I? time after time after time after time where it's like little Johnny goes to school head to toe in Jordan gear. For sure, I know. Like his outfit's like two, three hundred dollars. Oh yeah, dude. Just to go and get it the same amount of dirty that my daughter's gonna get it dirty. <laughs> And then I can then turn gonna, around. Then you're gonna, then that parent's gonna be mad at little Johnny for getting his really exactly. Blame him and then the kid. He's gonna hate his life, resent his parents, go and do fentanyl or whatever. <laughs> Who knows? It compounds. It compounds. It compounds. <laughs> but you know, but like you know, it's like don't stop trying to keep up with people. Like live within your means, 
and and try and, and encourage different things that people can't take away from your kid. Knowledge, you know, knowledge is is something that no one can ever take away mm-hmm. from from your kid, yourself, your spouse, anyone. The more you know, the better off you are. You know, and, and whether it's knowledge about things or feelings or you know whatever it is, you know that that's something that nobody can ever take away from you. Oh, 100%. You know, along with knowledge, you know, gratitude, teach your kid just to be grateful for what they have. And like, if you teach your kid from really young on, like they're just, you know, grateful that they have these things, that there's other people who don't even have what they have at the basic level, like teach like your daughter, this is just an example for other the people listening. But let's say that you're in that position to where you can't even afford the cat shirt. You can then teach your daughter, hey, you know, remember just, you know, be grateful for that you have this cat shirt. Not in like a mean way, but, you know, express gratitude for having these things because there's other people who can't even afford to have that cat shirt. They have to get the one, two, three dollar plain tees that are really boring, not fun, because that's all they can get. You know, and this is them getting this shirt's like a treat for them. Like, you know, so there's ways to teach that gratitude in really simple ways. You can teach them to be empathetic, to put themselves in other people's shoes and to not take things personally and to be thick skinned, which is something that's not heard of anymore, hardly, which is sad. But you can teach them to have a thick skin to where they don't take it personally, but they have empathy and then they want to get that other child help and help them overcome whatever they're struggling with last you can yeah and passionate just to be nice you know what dude and it 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 goes to say it goes without saying i mean um you know your kid's gonna love you so much for that maybe not right in that moment but the older they get the more they realize they're gonna be so grateful that you know my mom my dad my parents whoever did their best to try and keep me happy. At the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Your your child's only gets one childhood. You know, make it the best that you can. And if that's sacrificing on designer clothes or whatever, you know, do it. Don't don't ever look back on it. You know, don't don't regret it. I promise you, like no one's gonna care. Like, no good person or anyone that you work with hardly, unless you work in fashion or something, probably a different story. But if you're working a regular job, blue-collar job, whatever you're going for work, outside of fashion, no one's probably going to care if you're sending, like, oh, I'm sending little Johnny in his head-to-toe in Jordan's gear this week. What are you sending your kid in? I don't know, whatever the heck they picked off the rack at the Walmart. Um it's like, yeah, dude, oh, it, it's you know, either way, both those people say, oh, that's dope. Is that what they wanted? Is that what they like? Yeah. Or is that what and, you, you know, mean? I, by all means, I mean, you know, I know we're, we're trashing that, but at the same time, you know, if, if your kid's confident, your kid is, you know, miles ahead of that, knows, kid. knows, knows that he's, that's what he wants. Cool, man. You know. By all means. No, but, no, I meant that in like a positive way. Like yeah. both those people saying where they got their stuff from or what they're sending their kids to school in. Like I meant both those ends. 
you know. No, no, and and that's what I mean. Like, if if you wanna if you wanna be extravagant, you wanna be you know super high end clothes. That's great, man. That's that's awesome, and that's something to be proud of. You know, like when you when you can be the fly guy at school. That's something to to hold on to. You know, that becomes your personality. You become you know, the good looking kid, the, the nice dressing kid, there's nothing wrong with that, but you still need to teach them that, you know, you're lucky, you know, that you, so like Jill said, like to have gratitude for it, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like to not put down that other kid that doesn't have it to not, you know, flaunt it and, and, you know, make other kids feel bad with it. But you know, if if you can teach your kid empathy, and and I've even seen videos where like kids are giving away all their like expensive stuff to kids that are less fortunate, like stuff like that, that goes miles in a community. Because like, kids have kids have such big hearts, but a lot of it's natural. But I I'm telling you, there's the whole argument of nature versus nurture. And not all of it just comes from nature. A lot of it comes from how they're nurtured and how they're raised and the examples they see. I will always, 100% of the time almost, probably about 95% of the time, I will always go with the nurture side of the argument just because it's kids are a reflection and a sponge of what they see, what they hear, and they reflect what they see, the people that they love and trust do most. Exactly. And, you know, it's like, if you want your kid to be that compassionate, giving, thoughtful person, you have to also be that person. You know, like mm-hmm. you, you have to set that precedent. You, you can't just, you know, I, I really hate that saying. Like, uh, do what I say, not as I do. Like, I, I, I hate. I really hate it. Yeah. No, I agree because it's like you're basically teaching your kid to be a hypocrite. You're being a hypocrite, yeah. And you're teaching your kid to do the same when you could just, you know, set a good example and be a good example instead of be not. It's so much easier to have them do as you do because that's what they're really going to do because actions will always speak louder than words in a child's eyes. Like children yeah, and you know always who like shows up they will always remember who was there they will always remember what they did they rarely remember what they said but they will remember what someone did for them how they did it for them when they were, did it for them and yeah it's the actions are way more powerful yeah i 100 agree um and you know another point like with my <laughs> My daughter being so young and and yours too, you know, yours is in kindergarten. On top of all this that we just mentioned, they're still getting used to not being around you, you know, and they're still getting used to having a schedule of going to school and, you know, they're homesick. They're, they're learning to be independent and to be on their own. You know, it's, it's something we forget about and, you know, we get so excited about, but you know, it's something kids deal with a lot. And mine alone has, has told me countless times, you know, I don't want to go to school. I miss you guys. Or, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, I I, I want to 
spend more time with you guys at home because school is hard. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you got to be on the lookout for that and and you know encourage just just give them a knowledge of you know it's it's something that they have to do but that they can enjoy doing. Exactly. And you know you got to give them reassurance, you know, like I understand like you got to validate those feelings. Like I don't understand, you know, I get it, but you know, you only have this many more days left this week and then you get to spend this much time at home and hang out or you only this afternoon we're doing this, you know, you kind of almost have to give them what they're going to, what they need to look forward to um, when they have those homesick feelings. Cause yeah, I mean, it happens for every kid, no matter how old you get. Like even when I was in high school, there's like, man, I wish I was just at home and kicking it or chilling or whatever. Yeah. And, and don't get this wrong. Uh, or don't take this the wrong way. But <laughs> My whole my whole uh, thing with parenting, like uh, a lesson that I learned, came from when I, I trained my first dog, actually. And it's the the whole incentive thing, right? Dogs are very incentive based. Yeah, the way they you, are. You train them very quickly is incentive based. Mm-hmm. Your kids are the same way. You know, you have to give them something to work for. They're little. They're yeah. little used. You know what I mean. They they just don't have anything to do. <laughs> they're they're learning. <laughs> Their whole job is to learn. Exactly. So you know you have to give them incentives to want to do it. But you have to also give them the right incentive for the right thing. This is one thing I learned in in my dog training when we're going back to that. There's different values of treats. Like you have your really exactly. basic treats that are just like for like sits and the common stuff. You know you have your intermediate treats that are for a little bit harder tricks things that you don't do as often then you have your high value treats for things that are super rare like when you need to have your dog stop when they're running away from you like they get off the leash or whatever they get out and you call their name and they stop like that's a high value treat that's a high value situation and you know and that's important knowing that as a parent like okay what what reward does this equal and how <laughs> how can i know like them doing their homework that's just you know shows definitely to get canceled probably <laughs> canceled for comparing our kids to dogs probably but, but we're speaking metaphorically i think uh, yeah no I, I i think it's it's very similar man i mean yeah it, it's, don't call peter on us crazy as it sounds i mean that just shows how much we care about our dogs but um you know i i think you you've got to you're you're like we said last week you know it's the best job you can do as a parent is be there 100 you know, percent. that's the only thing you can do and all these resources and all these things that we're talking about don't matter if you're not there you have to be the one that introduces all of this or it means nothing. 100%. And, you know, there's so much that we can do and a lot of it starts at home. Pretty much all of it starts at home to where you're talking to your kids about their fears. You're creating a positive environment at home to where it's positive and supportive and where your kid knows their priorities, whether it's studying or whether it's other things, they know their priorities on a daily basis. Like they have that schedule built in and created because you've helped them create that like schedule and it's changed over time because it's always going to change. 
activities are going to fall off, new activities are going to come in, and everything else. Like maybe your daughter won't be interested in, um, you know, martial arts in a year from now. Maybe that'll yeah. be replaced with something else. You know. Yeah, and you know, and and that's a hundred percent fine. You know, and um, I I find it uh, you know, something very important also is you know be engaged with their studies Mm -hmm. and and also you know be be a resource for their school you know be a resource for their teacher if if their teacher needs you to you know donate resources or needs volunteers for the fair or you know whatever it is be that you know make side make make time for it set aside time to do that for your kids you know, not only is it going to allow them to participate, it's going to allow them to see like, wow, you know, my dad got to like just recently they had a fair and I was able to volunteer. And, you know, the whole time I kept hearing Lillian like, yeah, that's my dad. That's my dad. You know, he's working the booth. Go see him. Go see him. He'll give you candy or whatever. Like, right. It, yeah. It's just, they're so proud, dude. They're so proud. Yeah. Of you when, you're, when you're that kind of parent. Exactly. Don't just and- be the drop off my kid oh my kid should know this for their homework i don't need to help them 100 percent. you have to be involved and that's something that jason and i talked about last week when we um talked about like one of the biggest things you can do to keep your kids safe at school and safe in general and these different like places they go is to volunteer and to give up your time to help with um set up take down or whatever because that does so many things a it gives your kid visibility that there for them you care about them you care about these things that they care about for school that you care about that you care about school enough that you're going to be there to help the school with things and on top of that the school staff is then going to know who you are and so then if there's an issue the school staff is likely going to be more responsive to you in a positive way to you having if Lillian's having an issue and you're like Hey, you know, vice principal so and so. They'd be like, "Oh, hey, how's it going?" And you'd be like, "Good, good." But hey, this is going on with Lillian. Blah 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 blah. They'd be like, "Oh, you know, thank you for letting me know. Thank you for addressing it with me. You know, their teacher hasn't brought this up to me, but you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this up with them later today. I'll address it with them and talk to them and see if they have any solutions. It's gonna be such a more positive interaction to the point where it's like there's gonna be the other end of the spectrum, Karen, who never volunteers, who never helps out, who always complains, calls the school about every little issue to where the school is less likely to want to help her kid because it's like, eh. But they know when you call, they'll be like, oh, yeah, he helps us. We know who he is. We know that he actually cares. Yeah, and, and for those of you that think that's unfair – and that, you know, that special treatment, it's not, you know, it's, if, not. If, it's not, if you're a part of a tribe and you're a contributing member, it's only right that the tribe takes care of you. Right. And so it's the tone it's, that you set. Exactly. You know, if, like, if you don't like it, you know, change it, change it, <laughs> be a part of it. <laughs> of, course, of course, there's, there's not always going to be ways that you can, um, if you don't have the time to physically be there, but like you said, on the back end, there's different ways, like, the teacher, like every teacher now has a way to communicate with parents, you know, via like some kind oh, of yeah, chat dude, we app have, or whatever. We emails. have Peach Jar here. Yeah, we have, I'm, um, I'm sure every school, here. 
Yeah, every school has one. Every so there's school. there's no excuse for you to say, oh, I my kid's school doesn't participate in that. That's that's horse crap. You know, you if, know, if, or we need this, and they send home stuff all the time. You know, we need, you know, donations for this basket. You know, one thing back in the fall that we did for my oldest daughter's kindergarten thing, they had like this big raffle thing and whatever is that I volunteered my time because I knew I could be there to help out with takedown, set up, whatever they needed. I could help. I could physically be there. But my ex, she couldn't be there. However, she could donate items to a raffle basket. So she donated items for the raffle basket. You know, there's different ways that you can help. It doesn't always have to be physically being there and giving up time, but you can help. There are ways to do it. So the only excuse is you not wanting to. And if you really want to, and you really want to have this special treatment, quote unquote, that's really not that special. Um, like you said, you contribute to a tribe. Tribe take you take care of your tribe. Tribe takes care of you. Make an effort. You have to put that effort in if you want to have that effort back. It's just like you get out of the universe what you put into the universe. If you put good out, you get good back. If you get bad back, you get bad back. It's how life is, you know yeah dude and and it's it's um it goes hand in hand with you know your your status in the community you know and a lot of people will tell you that that doesn't matter but let me tell you the few places i've lived in my life my family has always known all the other families that live on our block we've always been in touch with the people that live next door to us Mm -hmm. like i've my family has my father specifically has always been like that guy on the block that can fix everything or like you know I mean like like just that figure you know that that people know that he's there you know mm-hmm. when you have stuff like that around your community it becomes more safe your child becomes more safe oh 100% especially when you know your neighbors and your neighbors and your kids know your neighbors yeah and your kids know that if i'm in trouble i can trust this person yeah like it's a big help. It's a help to everyone. It's huge. And, you know, that doesn't change as they get older. These skills that we instill young help them as they get older. They don't they don't fall off. Yeah. I, honestly, I all these problems that we've, we've ever talked about on this show having to do with, like, uh, not just children's culture, but, you know, all the negative stuff that's going on in the world, it's because we don't have community anymore. You know, None. we don't – it's not – preach to us anymore and you know for our kids for my kids at least like i'm i'm willing to sacrifice my time and my effort into something that a lot of people think is useless like a lot of people don't see the sense of community as something that's necessary but you know i know i i agree it's it's like i always say you know like your tribe this is your tribe you live here this is your tribe <laughs> yeah no, agreed, one hundred percent. And we touched on that a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, helping our kids find their tribe, and there's, and there's so much. You know, this is just what our kids are dealing with at the elementary level. You know, as our kids get older, they get into middle school, high school. These areas become less, but they become way more profound. Like they become deeper. Like yes, there's less area of worry because they kind of have some of these skills, they've mastered some of these areas, um, but they, there's, there's new things, new things always come, you know, whether it's 
mental health awareness, being aware of their own mental health and helping them through their mental health issues because there's going to come, you know, with as they get older, they're going to learn new things. Social media is still there. That's a big one. That's the top of the list, um, even in elementary school. But, you know, they're going to be more self-aware of their mental health where it comes to depression, anxiety, intrusive thoughts, impulsive thoughts, impulse control, um, things like that. Their self-image, their confidence, substances are going to be offered to them, drugs, alcohol, different things. <laughs> There's going to be school, what comes after school, what's next for them, their whole future, everything. You know, yeah. There's less issues, but they're so much deeper. And that's why it's so important now for parents, especially for us, parents our age, young children, elementary school kids in general, you know, K through six, that we help our kids get these skills now, mm-hmm. and master them so that when they get older, those lesser issues, the less amount of issues that are deeper aren't as deep and they have an understanding of themselves enough to ask for help when they need it to process complex emotions, to understand social media, to understand bullying, to understand substances. And it really comes down to having a transparent relationship with them and a trusting relationship to where they know that you're going to be there for them. You're going to care for them and they can come to you when they need you. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the way I visualize it and makes sense to me is like, you know, elementary school, you're, you're building their toolbox, right? You're, you're helping them figure out and and arm themselves with a a good set of tools. Middle school, it's refining that toolbox and, you know, somewhat using it with, you know, new responsibility and no more activities to do. And then in high school, it's, it's almost their full blown, you know, self-governing and, and, you know, getting ready to enter the world and then college is like where you're picking what you want to do and you're specializing in it. You know, you're learning to specialize in it. You know, it's it's like these stages, you know, your students less likely to be successful if at that first stage they never got those tools that they need. No, agreed. Agreed. No, I I mean that's what it comes down to. It comes down to every single parent, every single child, no matter the situation, to help create a good human, to help create a good child who, at the end of the day, at the end of it all, when they get to that end phase, that high school graduation, they're compassionate, they're empathetic, they're caring, they're compassionate, and they have a good head on their shoulders, and they're a decent human being going out into this great big scary world that hopefully still exists uh, by the time <laughs> our kids get there. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see when we get there. So, all right, man. Any any last thoughts for our listeners here today? Oh, uh, yeah, man. Enjoy the ride. You know, I'm 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 barely into mine, but you know, I've I've learned from a lot of older older people that have gone through this journey many times, um, you know, to just enjoy it. You know, I've, I've, I've learned to love it, enjoy the process. There's so much fun in it and, you know, make it your own. 
hundred percent. Well, man, this has been this has been fun. We have we're probably gonna stay on this for what, probably one or two more weeks. We have a couple guests coming on. Uh next couple weeks should be a lot of fun to where we um get into the physical side of, you know, some of these issues and uh talking to our kids about, you know, physical like discipline and like strength and things like that while also at the same time um hopefully another one uh, that we're gonna have on here soon is someone to talk about the nutrition things that we feed our kids that's just very passionate about the food that we're giving to our kids because it's also a huge one because food and balancing our kids gut health is just so important to them also being successful so make sure you stay tuned in if you miss if you missed last week's episode where we had Jason Brick on from Save His Family on the Block, he was you gotta listen to the end of that episode. Um, he gave out a very cool promo for half off one of his programs on Save His Family on the Block. But you're gonna have to listen toward the very end or fast forward through, don't matter, um, to get that discount, how you can get that discount for uh, a safety plan. It was really cool talking to him uh, last week. So many just awesome things we talked about between like gun safety and school safety and uh, so many things we touched on and it's it's been fun and we're so we're so thankful for these first ten thousand. Um, here's to the next ninety thousand plus to get us to one hundred thousand, and we're excited. We can't wait to see what this year has to come. It's still early, but man, it's so far so great. So thank you guys all for listening. We appreciate you guys. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Peace out. Hey. Hey, you. Are you still here with me? Thank you so much for listening all the way to the very end. Definitely appreciate it. Don't forget to leave five stars. Leave a comment. Leave a review. Head over to YouTube. Subscribe. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the social medias, even TikTok. And all of those links, plus every single deal that we have in affiliation, you can find in our link tree. Just by going to the show notes, clicking the link tree link, it really does help us just with likes, five stars, subscribes, all of that. It's a great way to support us, and it really helps us keep going. We really appreciate you. Have a wonderful day. Can't wait to be with you next week.